hello. Welcome to the Cedar Valley Middle School Counseling Podcast. We're very excited today to have a very special guest. Mr. Um, Greg Walker is a flight controller working at NASA Mission Control in Houston. And um, I consider this a very special guest because Mr. Walker also is a former Cedar Valley Middle School student. He went to Great Oaks Elementary, Cedar Valley, and graduated from McNeil High School. So, Mr. Walker, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so can I ask you, can you tell us about your job and a little bit about how your path to get to this career? Hello, thanks for having me on. Sure. So tell us a little bit about what you do and um, how you got there. So I'm a flight controller at NASA. I worked mostly on the International Space Station. So when you, if you've ever been to NASA Johnson Space Center in Houston and you go on the tour and you see the mission control room, I'm one of the people that sits at one of those consoles. And so the International Space Station has been uh, in orbit around the Earth for approximately 20 years, and we've had people living on it since the year 2000, which is crazy. And so everyone in that room, my console included, is responsible for just making sure the station stays flying and that the astronauts have life support and that they're supported and everything they need. That it sounds like a very interesting career. Um, so I'm going to start asking some of the questions that the students submitted, and I don't know, um, don't know if you know everything on here, but I'm going to ask them anyway. So, uh, okay. uh, so one of the first questions, and this was a, a question I got from multiple students, was, "What is it like being in zero gravity?" And I know that you're on the ground; you're not in the zero gravity. But can you describe that maybe a little bit? So I have not experienced zero gravity. I don't get to go up with the astronauts, which is probably good because I get motion sickness and that just wouldn't be a good combo. <laughs> but we do get uh, downlink video from the crew that helps us uh, be able to interact with them so they can do science experiments or do maintenance or whatever it is they're working on. And casual things that they do, they'll just, like they'll be having their glass they're slipping out of and then they'll just, just let go of it and it's just hanging next to them. They don't have to put it on the table or anything. And you see them moving through the module, and the longer the crew is up there, the more comfortable they get. And so you'll see them just like zooming past the camera feed because they're just comfortable just moving around. That's just how they're living now. So um, another question that I received from a student was, when did things get the most stressful for you? Mm, good question. So to... Become, to get the certification to be a flight controller, we have quite a bit of training just to make sure that whatever happens, you're ready for it. Mm -hmm. And my console ethos is responsible for life support, internal cooling, and then we're also in charge of emergency response. Wow. So that could get very stressful at times. Yes. Just and what they, what they, we do uh, simulations. They're, Eight hours long, they have the full flight control team, a flight director, and people pretending to be crew. And basically, the instructor team just has a bunch of malfunctions and makes your day really difficult for eight hours to test you and make sure you can work on your flight controller skills. And at the end of a lot of those simulations, they'll have emergency events happen that my console has to lead. And those, they're very realistic, and those can be pretty stressful. Okay. But the goal is, if it happens on orbit, you need to be able to be ready to perform. Mm -hmm. 
So another student submitted a question, how hard is it to get a job at NASA? So my path, I feel like I kind of got slightly lucky to get my job. I was applying at, towards the end of college, doing a bunch of interviews, and one interviewer I just connected with, and once I got, like once you get your foot in the door and then you get on site and you get to meet people, no matter where you're interviewing, I feel like that's always very beneficial. You can actually have the face-to-face -face interaction. But most people I work with end up getting hired by NASA through their Pathways Internship Program. So like when, can, when students are in college, they can intern at NASA? Yes, and I believe they might have some high school opportunities as well. But you go on NASA's website and you find the page about their internships and co-op opportunities. And the, the difficult thing about Pathways is they only have it open for like a week or two. So you have to be ready for when the application comes out and then you submit it. And they take lots of interns. Okay. And once you're in the intern pool, you have a, you're basically on the short list of these are the people we're going to try and hire. Very good. Very good. So um, what is it like working for NASA? Some of our students want to know. Uh, it's... I mean, for the most part, when I'm not on console, it's just like a regular day-to-day -day desk job. I'm kind of like desensitized from some of the things I'm doing. But then when I like take a step back, for for example, when the Demo 2 mission went up a couple months ago, mm -hmm. the first crew launching from U.S. soil on a SpaceX vehicle, first time since 2011 we've done that with from U.S. soil, that uh, I, I kind of took a step back and I was like, wow, I have all this inside information seeing how this happened, but you still appreciate, wow, this is, it's like a big, cool moment for the country. And you get to be a part of that history. That's amazing. Yeah. So another student, so go, ahead. go ahead. Another student asked, what type of academy and courses did you take at Cedar Valley at McNeil High School that maybe helped you on your path? Let's see, at Cedar Valley, I was in the advanced math classes and then in at McNeil, I did the STEM program. Okay. So didn't you do the Engineering Academy, if I remember correctly? Did you graduate with that? Yes. I'm not sure if, I think they called STEM at that point. I don't know what they're calling it now, but it was like the Engineering Academy slash the STEM endorsement. Classes. Yes, that's exact, yeah. That's what it is now. It's the, it's the STEM endorsement now. So you're exactly right. Um, so that was a big part of your program. So another student wanted to know about your college um, life. Like, where did you go to college and what did you major in to get to this, to help you get to this career? I went to the University of Texas at Austin and I got my degree in mechanical engineering. But a lot of the people I work with have just STEM degrees in general. There's people that have physics degrees, the math degrees, a lot of different types of engineering, but don't have to necessarily be an engineer. So there are different things that you could do to do that. Yes. Um, so another student asked, and thank you for taking the time to answer all these questions, by the way. <laughs> there were a lot of no questions problem. submitted. They were very interested in what you do. Um, when, uh, what, what are you doing now when there's a pandemic? So some of the students felt like, are we not flying in space right now when there is a pandemic? But I think we are, correct? We are. So, so whenever, whenever we're working on, whenever I have a console shift, which is when I'm actually sitting in mission control flying the space station, 
Mm-hmm. We still have to go on site because the uh, the critical assets you need to be able to transfer the spaceship mm-hmm. only live in on site at JSC. Okay. So for those weeks, I am in the building. You everyone's still doing the whole. You're wearing your mask. You're staying far enough apart. Our uh, our desks, our consoles are spaced out enough in the control room that we're still meeting uh, good COVID regulations. Mm-hmm. But when we're not, when I'm not on console, everyone is still teleworking from home. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I brought monitor set up and all of my, uh, like my computer and stuff. And I'm like sitting on my desk here at home. And I use that when I'm not actively on console. And someone has to be monitoring the space station 24 seven. So you might be on, could you be on weekends or night duty? Yes. My current certification, I usually end up either on the midnight to 8 a.m. shift and you work seven days in a row, or I'll be working the 4 p.m. to midnight shift. Wow, that that's crazy. So, you know, some of the things that we don't realize that it's not just a nine to five job, that this space station has to be monitored at all times. Um, it does. Yes, it does. Um, so... I'm trying, sorry, I'm trying to go through some of these questions. There were so many of them submitted. Uh, so one of the students wanted to know if and when NASA is going to Mars. <laughs> that may not be your area. <laughs> no, I'm mostly working on the International Space Station side and not exploration. But I know we have, there's plenty of people in my group and a ton of people at NASA that are working on that very question, working on a lander, working on the systems that will get us there. Okay. What NASA's building is the, the SLS rocket and the Orion capsules. And it's going to go, first it's going to go to the moon, but that technology is what we're going to use to build on to take us to Mars. Okay. Um, so another student wanted to know, how long does it take to become a flight controller? Let's see. I started in September of 2017, and I got my first cert about a year and a half after that which was a, a backroom cert. And now one and a half years after that, I got my front room cert, which is the people you see in mission control. Okay, so so can you tell us a little difference about the, you talked about the backroom certification and the front room certification. What is the difference in that, in that yes, pathway? So the, the front room certification, you'll be there. There's someone in the front room 24 seven for my console and a couple other consoles. And if you're in one of the off hours, like midnight to 8 a.m. or 4 p.m. to midnight, you probably don't have a bathroom, so you're just there by yourself. The whole ethos council responsibility is yours. Okay. When the bathroom serves, they come in and support for more complex dynamic ops, which would be just something during the normal hours. We try and schedule more complicated things during regular working hours, so engineering support and more people can be tied in. Mm-hmm. And so the backrooms come in and you're just supplementary support. You can help command. You just have more situational awareness when you have two people there. Okay. So it's like a, a backup to the mission control station. Correct. Correct. Okay. And so do you have to, when you're be, when you're working towards a flight controller, do you have to go through, be a back, back room first before you're in, front, in the actual front room mission control center? Yes, I went through training to be a bathroom first, and then once I'd done that for a couple months, then I started training to be a front room. Okay. So what do you think you love most about your job? Getting to interact with the astronauts is super cool. You'll have a 
So a lot of the reasons they'll interact directly with us will be like a maintenance activity. Some of my hardware that is keeping them alive may be broken and they're having to fix it. But then the little moments of like, we're who they interact with the whole day. And so when you have like the little human moments of like them saying something silly that happened to them or mm-hmm. like we'll still support on Christmas. And so if I'm on their Christmas, we're sharing Christmas day, like with the astronauts. And that's, that's, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So a couple more questions, Mr. Walker. Um, first of all, what um, extracurricular activities we always talk to our students about, they need to develop the whole person and not just sit behind a desk and study. So what extracurricular activities did you participate in, say, through middle school and high school and college? I was in the band through, actually, all the way through college. I was a percussionist. And then I also did, uh, I did a couple societies in high school as well. I was in, I think, Moapa Theta, which was a math honor society, and then NHS, which is National Honor Society. And if memory serves serves me correct, you're also an Eagle Scout, so you participated in Boy Scouts through. Yes, that is also true. Yes. So, um, you know, we, like I said, we always try to work to explain to our students how important it is not to to just be studying all the time, but always build that resume with those extracurricular activities to help you show that you can work with other people and build that all around person. So one last question I have for you is, do you have any words of wisdom or advice for our students as they're, um, especially our eighth graders that are choosing, going to be choosing their high school pathways in a couple of months, um, if they're interested in the STEM field? Words of wisdom. Don't join a field just because you feel like it'll have better career prospects. Do a field that you are interested in and you will enjoy. That's that, what they tell a lot of um, people who apply to be astronauts is they take astronauts from engineering fields, from literature fields, from science fields. They take them pretty much anywhere. The goal we're looking for is just that you're very passionate and you're very good at what you do. That is some great advice. Well, Mr. Walker, I really appreciate, oops, sorry students, there goes the bell. Um, I really appreciate the time um, you spent with us talking with us today. I'd like to say that as your middle school counselor, I could take credit for your success, but I think your parents had something to do with that and you had a lot to do with that. So thank you so much for taking the time today with us. And um, we hope that you have a great rest of the week and students, happy listening.